If you love something, set it free. If it returns, it was meant to be. Eros of Ancient Greece. Now entering the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Please stand by for quantum phase inversion. Ah, well, welcome back, listener. It is very, very good to see you again. Obviously, you haven't learned your lesson about coming into this weird place. Well, since you're here, let's head on down to the conference room. Everybody's finishing up, finishing up the final touches for your tour today. We are currently awaiting, waiting one employee who hasn't gotten in yet. Again, with me being a hologram, I will just meet you down there. Please head on down to the hub and enter the side to side. Tried calling him yet? He never answers his phone anyway. Yeah, man, it's not normal for dying to be this late. Professor Alagaris does not, not like using the phase inverters. Wait, isn't he one of the ones that actually implemented them? Yeah, you know, I gotta tell you, there's something to be said about a chef who won't eat his own food. You'd be surprised at how many aircraft designers don't like to fly. So, how does he get in here? Alagaris still uses the old, old gate room. Are you serious? I'm a hologram, not a comedian. Of course I'm serious. Don't worry, listener. There's nothing to worry about. The phase inverters are perfectly safe. Tell that to Dr. Wilder. You know, the one who got turned inside out. Wish we turned right side out again. Yeah, he's still a little fuzzy. But that stuff stopped coming out of his ears. And the color is back. And he did stop talking backwards. He'll be fine. Yeah, you know, it's been a while since I've been down to check on Bert. You say he stopped talking backwards? Mostly. He does have his weird moments in which he slips in and out of an unknown language. Has something to do with that artifact down in Ecuador. City of cold my ass. Yeah, well, we can't wait on Donnie forever. Come on, listener. Let's go on down to Z's. With Valentine's Day coming up, why don't we figure out exactly where the heart shape come from? Initiate side-to-side transport. Origin. Conference room. Destination. Natural sciences. Hey there, Z. Ah, welcome back, guys. Please excuse the mess. We were trying to clone some extinct species of plants. Turns out when you try using protomatter, things have an accelerated rate of growth. So what can I help you with? So we want to discuss the plant that gives us the heart shape as we know today. Ah, excellent choice. Come over here, let me show you something really odd. One of the oldest examples of the heart shape that we've ever seen comes from an ancient Indus Valley civilization pendant that we have here. It's an embossed heart shape with a fig leaf. Ivies, figs, and water leaves were often used in art and heraldry. Ivy was often used as a symbol of fidelity. It is possible that the plant symbolism contributed to the eventual modern meaning of the heart shape that we have today. One of the more popular theories for the origin of the heart shape comes from an ancient Greek city-state named Cyrene, located in North Africa, which is well known for its production of Cellophilium, a species of giant fennel with culinary and medical uses. It has heart-shaped seed pods, which they used embolized on coins. This particular plant was actually used as a form of birth control, so it was linked to sex and, of course, love. Unfortunately, the popularity of the attributes of this plant, it was actually harvested into extinction at some point early in the common era of the Roman Empire. The hedonistic nature of humans proved deadly for this possible miracle plant, but because of its extinction, we will never truly know the wide benefits this thing could have provided us. 
Another possible origin for the shape that we now call the heart is possibly a stylized depiction of the curve of the breast, buttocks, or even the genitalia. Genitalia? Yeah, some people wince at the very mention of a woman's anatomy. Even go so far as to say hoo-hoos, na-nas, or simply private parts. The very word will even make some of the more conservative people faint. Vagina. Vagina, huh? Huh, that's interesting. That's possible, but we can't be sure. Why don't you take them down to look at the martyred saint that we know as Valentine? Yeah, I thought about that, but for some reason, we're having an issue with the exhibit. Yeah, they're still having some glitches around here. The hologram can't even go through a single sentence without jumping. We're trying to do our best we can, but it's very complicated. You have access to some of the most sophisticated technology on the planet in here. I don't disagree. Again, it's incredibly complex. Director Folks built the damn thing in his own bedroom. But I'm not Director Folks. Yeah, they're working on it. But without Paul here, it's slow going. Hard working through something that shouldn't be working in the first place. File structure is about as organized as the U.S. government. So many useless parts that shouldn't be there. But if you start cutting, the whole damn thing starts falling apart. But we'll get it, I'm sure. Let's go take a look at the love story since it's coming up on Valentine's Day. Tell the origin of Cupid. Well, he was called Cupid in Roman times, but in ancient Greece, his name is Eros. Initiating site-to-site transport. Origin, natural science. Destination, social sciences. Ancient Greek exhibit. Many and many a year ago in a Greek kingdom by the sea, the gods still roamed among the mortals. Three beautiful princesses dreamed of what their future husbands would look like. Mine will be very rich and will cover me in the finest linens and the most beautiful jewels. My husband will be a famous general and he'll show me as his most remarkable achievement. And you, Psyche, what will your husband look like? All I want is a love that'll lift my spirit. Do you, you want, want some wine to go with that cheese? Now the two sisters were beautiful. Sure, the Psyche was certainly the most beautiful. So beautiful, in fact, that she attracted everyone's eyes, making her sisters wakefully jealous. People from faraway kingdoms would come from long distances just to gaze upon the famous princess. Behold, the most beautiful creature who ever set foot upon the earth. Please, I'm sensitive about my feet. Now, Psyche was worshipped as a deity, and tributes previously paid to Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty, were now addressed to the young, beautiful princess. Well, this offended the goddess. It caused anger while she watched a parade that followed the princess while her temple started going empty. Aphrodite then called on her son, Eros, the god of love and passion. Dear son, she thinks that she's on the same level as the gods. She must be punished. Through your arrows, make Psyche fall in love with the most hideous creature. When night fell, Eros went to the palace and stealthily entered Psyche's room, kind of like a creeper. Psyche was sleeping in her bed, curious, Eros approached the princess to see if she was really as beautiful as everyone says. The god was overwhelmed as the beauty of Psyche was truly splendid. Holy shit. Mom was right. This chick is hot. I can see why she's jealous of this mortal being. Her beauty can eclipse the most beautiful of among nymphs and goddesses. Unexpectedly, Psyche turned in her sleep. When she did this, Eros panicked and he dropped his arrow on his foot. Ouch. Shit. I just shot myself in the foot. Those things are sharper than I thought. The injured god instantly fell in love with the beautiful mortal. Oh, hello, baby. When this happened, 
Eros couldn't bring himself to harm Psyche, so Eros failed to accomplish his mission. You had one job. One. When Psyche awoke, she was none the wiser. She went about her life like usual, but she did start to notice something strange was going on. There's something strange going on. So, time passed. Even though she was the most beautiful and the most beloved, Psyche was still single while her sisters had several suitors. Little hussies. Hey, hey narrator. narrator, we can hear you. Don't judge. If we were dudes, it wouldn't be that big a deal. Right, my bad. Moving on. Psyche, you've always been adored by everyone, but you're still single, while our sister and I are happily married to the noblest of men. Don't worry, sweetie. Your beauty may be intimidating to some, but soon a fellow will be worthy of your heart. But the king was indeed very much worried about his daughter's situation. Yeah, this isn't looking good. I can't have my favorite kid become a spinstress cat lady. The other two are selfish little shits. Now, the king didn't know that the reason no one was courting Psyche was because Eros wouldn't use his love arrows on other men because he was in love with Psyche. He, the king, went to the Oracle of Delphi. Through Pythia, the god Apollo spoke. Ah, yes. The princess shall be left on the edge of the abyss in matrimonial attire, where she shall be delivered to this terrible creature who will cause her death. Now, Apollo and Eros did a long run of beef, but that's a story for another day. Your daughter is destined to marry a perverted, winged, gross-ass being who gets off on harming mortals and gods both. Yeah, they didn't get along at all. The king left the temple in tears as he didn't like the idea of losing his favorite daughter. But the envious sisters insisted that he obey the revelations of the oracle. Daddy, you must sacrifice Psyche, or you'll draw the wrath of the gods. The king then revealed the sorrowful fate to his daughter. Look, baby girl, I don't know how to say this gently, but your beauty is a curse. We must sacrifice you to the most horrid creature that will probably do despicable things to your body. He's got wings, I know that much, but he's probably scaly like a fish and most likely a slimy one at that. He's going to be responsible for your death. I'm assuming a sex act gone wrong, probably. Hope it's like a choking thing that goes too far and not you being split in two. Yeah, I think you could have been a little more subtle. Well, look at it this way. You'll be saving the kingdom. So there's that. Yay. The princess was led to the abyss in a bridal procession which looked a lot like a funeral procession. Psyche, hearing her parents lament, didn't hold back. A short while ago, they were agonizing over my fate, and now they celebrate to see me being adorned like a goddess? They knew the sacrilege that was being perpetuated, yet now they carry me up the cliff to meet my fate. Psyche was abandoned on the edge of the abyss in expectation of her terrible husband. A mighty wind started to lift Psyche towards the sky. The wind was the god Zephyr, also known as the West Wind. The princess levitated in the sky towards her destiny. You know, I'll admit, flying is kind of fun. Although it's kind of cold way up here. Probably should have brought a shawl or something. After being swept away by Zephyr, Psyche awoke in a most resplendent palace. Flowers spread everywhere and delicious scents that perspired in the air. The palace featured the whitest of marble and stood against the most marvelous landscape. Psyche climbed the stairs that led to the entrance of the palace, bewildered by all the wealth that surrounded her. And maybe a little jet lag too. She saw that the palace was made of striking luxury. They didn't hold back on the adornments, which were covered in gold and silver. As she entered the palace, she heard the soft voice, but couldn't tell where it came from. Milady, all that you behold now belongs to you, and we are but humble servants to assist you with anything you wish. Wait, Donnie, when did you get here? Yeah, I just got in. My commute was a hassle. Heard you don't like the transporter. Guys, can we talk about this later, and let's get back to the story? Oh, right, yeah. Anyway, 
there wasn't anyone around her, but she understood that these invisible entities were there to help her. They helped her with her bath, and made her meals, and sang, and played beautiful songs. Now you should go to your room and wait the arrival of Almasta. What's he like? Your master. They say he's a monster. Eh, some have qualified him as much. He ain't evil. He's just volatile at moments. And probably shouldn't be on Facebook when he's having his manic moments. In her room, Psyche stressed out, awaiting her fate. Nyx, the goddess of night, spread her cloak of darkness over the land. The room was in complete darkness. She couldn't make out any shape. Just then, Psyche felt something creep into her room through the window. She felt the presence of her new husband and she could feel the warmth of his breath on the back of her neck, just behind the ear. She was tense with antis... a patient. She had no idea what would come next. She was relieved to know that at least he brushed his teeth. To her amazement, she had a night of sublime pleasure. He was very attentive and seemed to be more about pleasing her. She had no complaints in that department, that's for sure. Wow. I mean, just wow. When she woke in the morning, her husband had already left, but he left her a French press of coffee, fresh bowl of fruit, some pancakes with strawberries, and Vermont maple syrup, some orange juice, which you're probably going to want to you know, drink that before having the pancakes. Oh, right. Thanks. But due to the darkness of the previous night, she never got a glimpse of her lover. Psyche spent the day getting to know the lay of the land. She kept thinking about when she would see that dark stranger again. Oh, I can't wait to feel him, yet not see him again. That was really hot. Or not see, actually. Not fell again. Psyche was already waiting for her husband. They met and loved each other on countless nights. One of those nights, she couldn't resist to ask. Babe, why do you always hide in the shadows? I would so much like to see your face. Isn't the love we share enough? All I'm asking is you don't try to see me. In the darkness, we are equal. I'm sorry, I don't mean to pester you. Please don't be upset with me. Nah, you're good. Let's just snuggle. Psyche decided to respect her husband's request and didn't bring the subject up again. Time passed, and even though she was very happy, Psyche missed her family. Yeah, even my shitty sisters. Babe, I miss my family so much. It pains me to know that they think I'm dead. Please let me visit them so I can let them know that everything's cool. Eros granted her request. He figured if she decided to return after he set her free, then their love was genuine. And the ultimate proof, if you love something, set it free. If it returns, it was meant to be. So that was the second time I got crabs. Oh, my beloved daughter. I thought I would never see you again. Everyone was surprised to see Psyche return. They all thought they would never see her again. Oh, Psyche, how's it going? Isn't that my shawl? Yeah, I don't even really care. The return was triumphant. Psyche was adorned with the most beautiful jewels, and she looked like the richest of queens. So, how's your life with your mysterious husband? Oh, it couldn't be more boring. He's sweet, and he does everything for me. He even rubs my feet after a long day of walking in beautiful gardens and chasing little woodland creatures. Oh, those Trekosaurus feet? Hey, you know I'm sensitive about my feet. Her jealous sisters did not believe the story. Everything our sister says is so over the top. It can't really be that great. You don't have to believe me. Come and see for yourself. Zephyr then raised her and her sisters into the heavenly palace. When they got there, they realized everything her sister had said was true. Holy shit, she wasn't kidding. This place is awesome. 
That bitch. This only made her sisters more jealous and envious. So those little scabs decided to poison Saggy's relationship. What's family for if not to shit on your newfound happiness? Sure, everything seems wonderful, but don't forget what the Oracle said. You married a monster, and he'll be responsible for your death. When he's sleeping, take a knife and turn on the light. And then when you see the monster, cut his throat. Bye. Now her sisters departed, but the seeds of distrust had already been planted. The night came, and her husband was asleep beside her. She creeped out of bed and got an eye. No, use the smooth one, not the serrated one. What's wrong with you? Hey, I was just figuring cutting through a neck would be like trying to cut through a steak. Uh, yeah, I suppose that checks, but damn. And a lamp. As she approached the bed, Saki realized that this was not a monster at all, but a young man with divine beauty. Holy fuck, he is hot as hell. She moved closer to behold her husband's breathtaking beauty and concluded that he could only be a god. I mean, I guess that makes sense. No mortal dude would knock my socks off the way he does. Enraptured by his beauty, she spaced out for a moment, and a drop of hot oil accidentally fell from the lamp and hit Eros in the chest. This woke him. Ow! What the hell? He faced Psyche, wielding the knife. Babe, this is how you repay my love? Thinking I'm a monster and wanting to slash my throat? The serrated knife? Really? Yeah, we already went over this while you were sleeping. Seriously, babe, I'm sorry. I know I made a mistake. But we can work this out. Only asked one thing of you, and you couldn't do it? Sounds familiar. Stay out of this, mother. In a fury, Eros rose from the bed and made his way to the window. For this you shall never see me again. As Eros flew out the window, Psyche jumped after him, but she couldn't reach him and fell to the ground. The fall really wasn't all that bad. She fell into some shrubberies that were just right below the window there, you know. But her heart was completely broken. She decided to return home. When her sisters had heard she had returned, her sisters ran to the cliff hoping that they would be blown away to that exquisite land themselves. I'm totally going to ride a unicorn. I'm going to take a bath. You see the size of that tub? I hope they have bubbles. Zephyr began to blow. The sisters threw themselves into his arms, but he did not seize them. I know what you bitches did. Blow. Land and fall from the cliff. Suckers. Poor Psyche began to help with the tasks of the gods to meet her in her temple, but she never stopped thinking about her lost love. Psyche accomplished all of her tasks with the utmost dedication, but all this work was not enough to make the young woman stop thinking about her lost love. The gods showed her pity and decided to help her out. Yeah, hey sweetie, uh, I feel sorry for your pain, okay? Like, let me give you a little piece of advice. You know, go to Aphrodite's temple and offer yourself to the goddess with humility and submission, and you might soften the goddess's wrath, and perhaps you'll be able to win back her love. Just saying. Who am I not to heed the advice of a goddess? Psyche went to the goddess of love's temple, and she had no idea how she'd be welcomed by her former mother-in-law. She was met with great distrust by Aphrodite. What's the most obnoxious, disloyal of creatures who have walked the face of the earth and her big old feet doing in my temple. Okay, I'm gonna pretend that didn't cut deep. I bow humbly before you, the goddess of love, and I offer my service in search of forgiveness. You come all up in my house asking for my forgiveness after robbing my honors and hurting my son? To absolve your sins, your tasks will be very painful and you will have to do the most difficult jobs some of which may even kill you. I will do anything to at least have a small chance to get your forgiveness and win back my love. 
Aphrodite chose the most painful tasks that she could possibly think of. All right, Missy, your first assignment. Go to the grain bar and separate the different varieties of grain, which are thoroughly mixed. Now this task would have probably overwhelmed Hercules himself. Isn't he known for his strength and hot temper versus his filing capabilities? Just get it done. God Eros was eavesdropping, made Ants help Psyche with her task. She accomplished this work in record time. Aphrodite was pissed to see the work accomplished so quickly. Bitch, I don't know how you managed to accomplish this so easily, but the next one won't be so straightforward. Psyche was supposed to bring Aphrodite a good handful of golden wool from dangerous sheep. What's a good handful? I don't know, probably you'll want to get like two handfuls and put them together in one. That should, that should probably do the trick. Oh, okay, thanks. Now these were no ordinary animals, since besides having a golden wool, they were also enthusiasts of human flesh. You know, Frank, I really like eating Lebethians. I feel like I'm getting revenge for them making our brethren into tasty euros. You said it, Bob. She got around direct contact by following at a safe distance. They would pass through narrow trails beside on both sides with thorny plants, and parts of their wool would cling to the thorn. No contact delivery, you could say. Psyche collected the wool that was left between the thorns and presented the golden threads to the goddess. Well done, I guess. But do not think it's over, young lady. The goddess of beauty then ordered Psyche to bring her a jug of water from the source of the river Styx, which is located at the top of a mountain. Just use those big old paddle feet of yours to swim up the waterfall. Why has everyone got to make fun of my feet? The task was seemingly impossible to achieve. But Zeus ordered an eagle to collect the water from the source and delivered it to Saki. Now one more job was accomplished. Wait, I've heard of you. Aren't you going to want to get your groove on with me? Yeah, babe, not in this story. This one's a freebie. I'll admit, you've been able to accomplish these tasks by conquering the mercy of the gods. But your next job will have a price that only you can pay. The grief you have caused me has drained me of my beauty, so I demand that you travel to the underworld besiege Persephone, the queen of Hades, to fill this box with beauty so I can restore my splendor, and then you shall have my forgiveness and blessing, and then you shall reunite with my son once again. What, like adrenochrome? Just do it. Not knowing any other way to enter the underworld, the young woman was ready to jump from the top of the temple, but she heard a voice like a ghost. There is another way. I'll tell you the route, and you can overcome the obstacles known as Charon, the Ferryman, and Cerebus, the three-headed dog. But when you come back, don't ever open the box for any reason. Following these instructions in this mysterious voice, she found a cave that would take her to the underworld. After a lengthy descent, she reached the banks of the Acheron River. This is where she met Charon. Yeah, Aphrodite sent me. She gave two coins to the boatman as a toll, so she crossed the river of soldiers towards the domain of Hades. She introduced herself to the king and queen of the underworld. Hey, how's it going? I have a request from Aphrodite. She'd like to have this box filled with something to restore her beauty. Like Adrenochrome? That's what I asked, but she never specified. Eh, why not? Hold on, I'll be right back. Now, what Psyche didn't know was that Persephone and Aphrodite, they had a long-running rivalry. Again, a story for another day. I only bring it up because instead of beauty, Persephone had placed Morpheus, the god of dreams, in the box. Just get in the damn box. All right, it's really cramped in here. 
Shut up now. When Aphrodite opens the box, hop out and put her into a deep slumber. We can't kill her, but we sure can knock her ass out. If you say so, your highness. Persephone gave the box back to Psyche, which was now much heavier. Holy shit, this is heavy. And she set back out on her way to exit the underworld. Psyche came across Cerebus, preventing her passage. Nice doggy, cute little pooch. I have a hush puppy for you. Now that's what the tasty treat was called, for real. The dog fell asleep, so Psyche continued to return to the surface. During the cruise, she glanced down into the waters. Wow. All this work has really taken a toll on my beauty. She reached the surface and figured, Well, you know this box is pretty heavy. Maybe I'll take just a little to spruce myself up. For when I reunite with my love, I'm sure no one will notice. She opened the box, and out sprang a black mist. Wake up! That's a castleek! Oh shit! Wrong person! She absorbed the mist, and Psyche started to faint, and life began to drain from her body. Eros had felt something had happened to his love, and he went to rescue her. When he found Psyche, she was as cold as a cadaver. Thanatos, the collector of the dead, was already beside the girl's body. Using his powers, Eros lifted the moral mist from his beloved's body and put it back in the box. Hey, stop shoving, okay? I'm going, I'm going! Psyche awoke in Eros' arms and said, My love, I feel that now I can finally look you in the eyes without risk losing you. And then the couple kissed. Quite passionately. Like, seriously, you two, get a room. Come on, this is a family show. Babe, 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 babe. Okay, look, you need to finish your task. Give mom the box. The god of love flew to Mount Olympus, where he begged Zeus to convince Aphrodite to allow the couple to wed. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Your mother can be difficult at times. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, you did accomplish every task I asked, even if it was with some help. Yeah, I'm looking at you guys. And you did open the box, but I suppose Persephone's trap was avoided because you did that. I'll let that one slide. Welcome to our psycho fuck family. Psyche then received the nectar of ambrosia and divine foods that bestowed immortality upon her. You struggled in your pursuit to win back your love. And let me tell you, it ain't easy winning over Aphrodite. Your husband's love and yours shall never be breached, and this love shall persist for all of eternity. From the union of Eros and Psyche was born Hedon, the deity of pleasure, and the love of the couple would last forever. Congratulations, it's a Cinderella story. What's your obsession with my feet? The end. Well, all right, folks. I want to thank you for coming on by. We really do appreciate you all coming down here and listening to these weird tales and whatnot. Come check us out at the Poe on Facebook or the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium on Facebook. I don't really remember what the name of it is, actually, off the top of my head right now, but come check us out. It's a little private group. You know, if you got some weird tales you want to share, or crazy little oddities, you'd like to check them out. Remember to rate and review this on whatever podcast player you're listening to. If you actually don't hate it too much, share it with your friends. It's nice, weird, random little knowledge that, you know, if you're playing trivia night, might come in handy. For example, do you know that the most common name for a president is James? True fact. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you all for coming by. Take care of each other. It's a rough world out there. And if you haven't checked out Scatcast, do it. What are you doing with your life? If you like these things, you're going to love Scatcast. It's cartoons for your ear holes. Also, I'd like to give another special shout out to PJ Saniga. You're a good friend there, darling. And congrats to your wife. 
And to all the other asphalt seekers out there, y'all are some pretty good scat cats. Seek the asphalt. Stop the Illuminati. Scum! Later, taters. Now exiting the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Have a nice day. Nah, it'll be fine. Trust me. She had no idea what would come next. Pick up your phone, you dumb piece of shit. Fucking really? Pick up your phone, you dumb piece of shit. Pick up your phone, you dumb piece of shit. Pick up your phone, you dumb piece of shit.